You're listening to the Church Members Podcast, and I'm your host, Jesse Bragg. Alright, first episode one of the Church Members Podcast, hosted by me, your host, Jesse Bragg. Have my special guest here with me today, Ricky Flowers. This is a test run podcast to test our sound and video. So we're just going to talk for a little bit and see how it looks, see how it goes. And uh, so what we'll get into is uh, the life and times of Ricky Flowers. Mm, that's not a very interesting subject. So what I want to know about Ricky Flowers is this. Would you just give us a little bit of your background testimony how you got saved where maybe just give us a little history of between you and grace baptist church how you met your wife maybe wow or do you how about we want to talk about some funny stuff first or you want to get no into no that? we can get right into it that's no problem with me i don't mind a bit so uh actually matter of fact the the way that we started coming to this church was my uncle eddie he he came Right. Uh, I don't remember how he got invited, but he got invited, he got saved, and he was getting baptized, and that's he invited all of us to come watch him get baptized, and that's... So he started all this. Yeah, he, yep, Eddie Lynn is... But not your grandpa. Nope. Just nope, your, my uncle. Really? Yeah. He's the one that got us in it. He he got here, got saved, and was getting baptized, and that's when we all came. And All right. And then after that, my mom started coming and bringing us, and... You know, my dad lagged behind for a little while, yeah, but then yeah. he came and he got saved. And um, when I first started coming, I was nine, nine years old, and uh, you're 31 now. So, right, it's been a long time. Yeah, had a little I been here the whole time. Did a yeah. little stint up in North Dakota. Yeah, I've traveled for a while. Not jail time, but just no, no, no work. You know, just work. Right, right. Um, when I first came, uh. Uh, Brother Doug Cobb and Tommy Swanner were my Sunday school teachers upstairs in Kidsville before it was Kidsville. And uh, Jeremy Wallace actually led me to the Lord. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. The first time in that uh, closet up there for (laughs) talking to people about getting saved. So So it was like a Kidsville service kind of like? Yeah. And he was in there working with the kids and led you to the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And then how long after that did you meet Megan? Oh, I've, I we, we met right away. I mean, you know, she was already here. Her family was... Just fell in love. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, kind of. She, <laughs> she was a lot more into it than I was at the time. That, that's my own stupidity, you know. Right, right. So. You know, you see, you were just playing hard to get. Yeah, I mean, I Stud that you are. act like I was playing it off, right. but that wasn't the case. I was just a dummy. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, right. I wisened up. We're married now. It's doing good, so... Got a baby on the way. Yeah, I'll be here Little soon. Little girl. It'll be here soon. I can say that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. Get a little girl on the way. So, um, so Megan lost her brother uh, two years ago. Yeah. And that's kind of what brought y'all back home, correct? Yes. Um, uh, and, yeah. That- came home, you know, during that time that 
Uh, we lost Josh and uh, kind of pulled pulled y'all back that way. The Lord yeah. kind of moved y'all, and uh, so you got came back here, started working. Now you're now you're just a man of the church. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one of the esteemed men of the church. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> everything's going good, and so um, when you were in the youth group, do you, do you remember recall some? Any any stories in particular, you know, with maybe a little humor that you would like to share? Maybe uh, any any old old school, old fashioned Grace Baptist Youth Group stories that man, man, I know I'll you got you that, some. Yeah, there's a ton of them. We and I'm sure there's some that maybe yeah, that might not that might not yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, you got to remember too. When I first got in the youth group here, it was it was boom, and I mean, we had a pretty big youth group, pretty active youth group. We we raised all our own money. I don't know the numbers, but you know, we did uh, donut sales and car washes and all sorts of things to raise our own money to do our own activities and stuff. Of course, there there was some budget from the church, but um, I think we spent quite a bit more than that. But we raised it all, so right. uh, that was nice. But man, there was an instance. Uh, on every you know every activity you do with teenagers i mean you know what can go right right. i mean so (laughs) um (laughs) i'm just gonna say uh, one of the funnest things that sticks out to me one of the best times that we had was uh, we went to west virginia for a ski trip and we were all gonna go ice skating the night before you know but there was no we went to like this synthetic ice skating rink where you right. It, yeah. There's no ice. <laughs> no, but. no, it's some kind of board. <laughs> I I don't know what yeah. what kind of board. It's it like is. Uh, it's, what's the uh, what's the uh, ice hockey? The game you would play with the uh, little paddle, you know? <laughs> the air hockey. Air hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of. Yes, it's. I mean, it. But hard, hard as a rock. Yeah, and yes. dude, we of course we went and rented the ice skates. And it was terrible. They would barely slide on it. Yeah. You know, we were all out there trying to ice skate and just right. taking steps. And you're just like really a, just running with ice skates. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like kids when they first start roller skating, how they're not really – the wheels ain't rolling. Right. They're just taking little bitty That's steps. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we tried that for a while, and we got bored pretty quick. And then we found out that your shoes slide great on it. So, us being the teenagers that we were, we right. decided to start – we took Brother Jeremy's hat, and it was the girls versus the guys, and it was basically who could keep control of the hat. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, man, you don't know how hard a teenage girl can hit you until <laughs> she's trying to get a hat from you. Yeah, some bruisers, huh? Yeah, man, yeah. it was bad. It, I good. mean, they would just come in full-fledged, boom, like tackle yeah. you. Yeah. We're sliding everywhere. I mean, it had to be the most dangerous thing in the world. Yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, nothing bad ever came What um. What in your in your mind, uh, as far as you can remember? So you you were here, started here at nine. You're thirty, thirty one, one now. You do the math on that. That's what nineteen 20. years, twenty. No, yeah, is that right? We're done. It's, 20, it's here 22, at the church 20, members podcast. Twenty two years. <laughs> so so that long. What are some of the most influential? like days that you remember like what do you remember some of the bigger days of 
you know, uh, being here and seeing maybe like a big special day where y'all had a certain amount of people come or, or, or maybe like a big day where y'all maybe helped on the buses and had a big, is there any big in your mind, like what are some of the big days that you remember here at Grace? Man, we used to have some big days. Like uh, I know we called one friend day, and it's where we had a big push, and you know, get a lot of people here. But one of the one of my favorite ones that stick out big time was we had a big, um, like a, I don't know how you'd say it, for lack of a better word, I guess like a memorial day. But it was um, we honored like all the veterans, all right. the firefighters right. and officers in the area, and man, it was really neat because they all came and and we encouraged them to come in their uniforms you know in their work uniforms and all yeah and man we had a huge day that day we had dinner on the grounds and everything and fed them but man seeing all those police officers and those firefighters yeah. you know that, that work in our communities here that we live it was right incredible to see we we even closed off a section i mean you know people could still sit there but there were rows set aside for the servicemen and women right and right yeah it was really really a neat thing I, yeah. I enjoyed seeing that and then they had like all the veterans and everything you know my papa was a veteran and all they had them all stand up and recognize them and that's cool yeah it was that was really yeah we, nice we haven't thing. done one of those yet since i've i've been the pastor um but i plan on it i want to do yeah it. it's, it's really cool I, yeah i want to honor those guys and those men and women um so did you ever help out in kids feel Oh yeah. So, <laughs> did you ever play the part of cricket or? Yes, what's I did. the other, what's the other? Cricket? Elmer, Elmer, and cricket. Yeah, Elmer was the big blue wide head guy, and cricket was the green, yellow hair. I believe. Yeah, yeah. So did you played one of the. Oh yeah, Elmer one of the big cricket. stuffed animals. I guess. Yeah. The thing that people don't know about those suits is that I mean, you know, not so much in the cricket. It was the newer one, but that Elmer suit was dangerous. I mean, it had already got to the point where the. You know, like inside the hood, you see all the mechanics and everything that yeah. run the mouth. Well, that, yeah. the mouth bar would, like, dig into your forehead. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people bleeding when they took it off from it. To yeah, get in the yeah, okay. <laughs> so so there, there's a little bit of sacrifice that yeah, goes absolutely. into uh, yeah. being playing the part for one of the kids. Yeah, it's all worth it, though. You know, they love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, we started this podcast to... To really just kind of, my goal, my goal for the podcast was not just for our church. Now, obviously, I'm the pastor of Grace Baptist Church uh, here in Bogart, Georgia, and we have members that I want to reach with this podcast that can help them go through uh, any you know different scenarios. There's there are some people that I want to interview that I think. I think it's going to help them, uh, help others with maybe their life story. And so, but I didn't want it to just be limited to, um, Grace Baptist Church. I wanted to go as far as we can, as far as it can go. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people, uh, in our church community. Uh, you know, people that we know, uh, and there's churches all across the world that when you're a church member, you de- a lot of a lot of us deal with the same issues. You know, even even as a pastor, you know, we deal with certain um, struggles. This a lot of the same struggles. You know, trying to keep the finances up, trying to keep the membership up. 
<laughs> trying to keep, you know, uh, just a good atmosphere in your church and a yeah. good, good m- motivation and, and all those type things. And so, you know, there's things that I can say that might help someone or, or there's other people in our church that have dealt with certain things such as, you know, divorce or losing a child or, um, maybe growing up, uh, in a foster care system or growing up, uh, and, you know, being adopted or whatever the case may be, losing a loved one. Um, even those that maybe have dealt with, uh, you know, going to war and coming back with PTSD or, or, or just different things. People that have, have grown up in church their whole life and been that quote unquote church kid or being the preacher's kid or being, so with that, all that being said, there are certain people I want to interview and talk to that I believe if, if other people hear their story and hear that they're still in it and they're not giving up and they're not quitting and they're still in the battle and they're, you know, they're just, sometimes they feel like maybe they're just a church member, you know. Well, church members, most church members go through a lot of the same struggles. Yeah. Um you know, even even down to just having that personal devotion, reading their Bible, praying, you know, uh, teenagers, a lot of times, teenage church members deal with a lot of the same struggles, um, especially today um, in 2023, which is a wild time <laughs> to be a teenager. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, my goodness, it's not like when we were growing up. No. So totally different. And so I want to be able to reach people and for people to understand that church members can help church members you know so with everyone i want to interview i would ask you know what is something that if you could tell every church member what would it be you know if you yourself looking back at your life as a church member from the age of nine and you've been through some things uh-huh. you know we won't i mean you can open up as much as you want to i mean that's your just yeah. you know that's your call but you can go into some of your story which i know some you've told me some uh you've you've seen some things and you've de- even in your you know short 32 is young, you know. So even in your young life as a church member, you've seen a lot. And you've experienced a lot. So what would be one thing um, that you would like to say to nine-year-old Ricky walking into a church for the first time, going to a kid's field, going to this or that? What would be the one thing you would say to yourself now? looking back through all that you've been through it'd be guard your heart man i mean you know i'd like to preface it by saying you know i grew up when i got into church and my parents got into church you know i had it easy my both my parents were devoted to church and we were at church every time the doors were open and you know i i was the quote unquote church kid you know but i had big struggles my my big the thing that i struggled with the most was was living it at school and living it in front of people that, you know, at church it was easy. At home it's right. easy. That's right. 
but when you go to school, man, and you you know, and you've got those those kids there that are your friends, and it's it's tough to maybe. I mean, because you kind of, in a way, it feels like you're outcasting yourself. You know, I mean, it's it's not a popular thing to be a sold out. You know, especially this day and time. Right. Uh, even back then, man, it was vastly different from how things are now. Right. Uh, even more so in the wrong direction. But if I could go back and 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 redo anything, or you know, I I would have done my best to follow God through it all you know because once i get up to be 17 16 17 years old you know i stepped away i i moved away at uh 18 i moved away from here but i was already way out of church i wasn't doing the right thing i was letting the you know i was letting my friends basically lead me and and i didn't have the right kind of friends and so if I if if I had anything to say about you know someone and and, and l- let me keep going with I'm still struggling I mean um, once I moved away I lived I went to Rhode Island I lived there for a couple of years and then right after that I started traveling for work with my dad and you know that's been great you know I've I've learned a trade and I've I've worked and all but I haven't been faithful to the Lord and I haven't been faithful to church and you know you can make the excuse that you know when you're traveling from place to place you can't really you know get set in a church or this and that but I still wasn't faithful to the Lord I didn't read my bible like I should I didn't pray like I should I didn't tell others about him like I should you know and that's all things that I regret now and now that I'm you know, now that I'm back home and, you know, God bless me with a, with an amazing wife. I yeah. you know, I give her a hard time all the time and <laughs> all the people at church see me give her a hard time and stuff. But yeah, honestly, man, she's, she's, she's wonderful. Yeah. She's a great help me. Awesome. with like, she, she helps in our church skits. Yeah, man. Maybe. She's a lot and of she's fun. She's the best. Yeah. I mean, we, you couldn't ask for better, like, when like like this year for VBS, she took she stole the show. I mean, yeah. So she's great with kids. She has yeah. a heart for kids. So you're right. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you out you out punted your coverage. I, I I definitely I did too. You know, the Lord really blessed me there. I yeah. I don't deserve her at all. And um, but the crazy thing about that is that it's you know she thinks that that she doesn't deserve me, and I'm like that is so couldn't be further from the <laughs> right, truth. Right. You know. Um, and you know, I've just come back, I've been back for a couple of years now and I've still been in and out. I've been wishy-washy, you know, and, but God's been so good to me. He, you know, he gave me my wife and we were having problems, you know, we were wanting to have a baby and we've been married for four years now. We've been together for nine. Um, and we've been, you know, trying to have a baby since we got married four years ago and, you know, it just wasn't happening and, and it was breaking her, you know, and it, and it's when you have to watch your wife that you really care a lot about and really love a lot hurt like that. And, you know, there was a lot of times that we, you know, that I've, I've held her while she cried and, you know, things of that nature and it's tough, but then we come here, you know, we come back after so long and, you know, we meet you and your wife and uh, Austin and Peyton and, you know, it's just really wonderful people here that, that... Well, it's 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 good that 
see people in your age bracket and you're in the same phase of life that you're in. Yeah. You know, it, it's helpful to see that, okay, they're doing it. I'm not alone. Yeah. We can do it together, you know. And that's that was my goal. One of my big goals when I became pastor was for us to have that sense of support system within our church for each other, you know. Yeah. If we if one of us struggles, we all struggle. Right. You know, if one of us is needs help, we're all we're gonna be there. We're gonna help, you know, back each other. So Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's so, good. you know, and and now we're about to have a baby, you know, yeah. next month and all that to say that man, God is so good to us. Even I mean, I haven't I haven't done like I should for him for years. And I just, if I could tell anybody, you know, for a long time, I thought, well, you know, it's not that important. It's not that important. But you got to think there's people that have put their lives on the line. There's people that have died for the cause of Christ. It's important. Yeah. You know, with the morality of the country and the morality of the day, it's very important. It's we've got to try to reach people. And, you know, I feel like God's so good to me and has blessed me so much. And I just. I feel like I've maybe missed out on some blessings that I could have received had I been doing right had I been doing like I should for the long haul, you know. Yeah. So that's my challenge would be if, you know, if you're getting in church, if you're young, if you're a teenager, if you're my age, get in. Get in and do it and man, it it'll be worth it. Cuz it is worth it's it. worth it. It is. It's the best life. Yeah. To live is the, is one live for Christ. You know, I don't just say that because I'm a preacher, pastor, or whatever, but I've tried both lives. I've been on the outside, you know, and I'm not talking about just as a saved person or a lost person. Even after I got saved, there was a short period of time. There was a couple periods of time where I fell out and quit, you know. Um, When I was in Bible college there for a while, I just quit. I threw in the towel, said, I'm done. I... You know, I even even started back down that road of alcohol, and uh, and I was God called preacher in Bible college, you know, and but I just I don't know I just got my eyes off of the Lord and got my eyes on myself and uh, what I wanted, yeah. and I thought you know I'm just gonna go live do what I want to do. I'm tired of this. Trying to live for God and, and man, how dumb. I mean, dumb. Yeah, just, I feel the same way. It was I, just like. I feel the same way. It was just like, what what were you thinking, you know? Because now looking back, I after all that ended, I just see everything that I was missing out on, which was this life that I get to live for the Lord. And, uh, you know, my family, my wife is great, my children. And, and I think about that time that I spent out there being an idiot. I could have been, I could have been already on this journey that I'm on now, but you know we, not everybody's perfect, and we're all going to have our ups and downs and mistakes. That's right. Even even quote unquote those ones that we consider the best, you know, yeah. uh, you know I've had heroes of the faith that I've looked up to for years, preachers and pastors that uh, were running well, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's just this catastrophic event in their life or there's this one thing there's this one moment that that caused them to fall and you know i i think 
you know, there's, I think of one in particular right now that, you know, I would never mention his name or even the situation or anything, but the day that I got the news that he had fallen, it was this huge, like, yeah, like there's no way right. that this guy fell like that. And it really opened my eyes, you know, um, and I've had the opportunity to talk to him since and maybe even one day can, can get him on the podcast. I don't know, but you know, I've talked, talked to him since and, and I said, bro, what, what was the one thing you think caused that to happen? Because you don't just wake up one day and that situation just happened. Right. And, you know, uh, and he, he told me, he said, you know, I got so, I got so busy living for God that I forgot to live for God, which was, which, which, what are you saying by that is, is I got so busy doing the work of the ministry that I forgot to focus on, you know, my relationship between me and Christ, which is what actually fuels that ministry, right. you know? And it's back to like kind of what you said, you know, uh, you know, that personal devotion. And I believe that's important. I yeah. believe that is, you know, and that's one of the things we preach and teach here at Grace so much is to have that daily relationship with Christ. Because if you don't, like, that's the only thing that's going to hold you in. You yeah. know, when the, when the rubber meets the road, that daily walk is what's going to, it's what's going to help hold you there. Yeah. I believe, you know, that's just me. No, but, I totally agree. I mean, um, I feel like, you know, when I come to church on Sundays, everything's going good. I'm I'm feeling good. I feel like, you know, I'm ready to get my relationship with God on the right track, and I feel good. And then I feel like the more, the further we get away from Sunday, yeah, the, the easier it gets to be slipping right back. And that's, that's right. just to reinforce, like, if you spend that time with God and read I mean, your Bible and pray and yeah, sometimes it's even in. Sometimes it's even Monday morning. Yeah. Sometimes it don't even, for me, it don't even take it. You know, 24 hours, it's like, all right, it's time to read that Bible. And you're like, man, yeah. I was in church all day yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. why, you know, but it needs to just be just like breathing to us. Right. Is that the scripture and praying, you know? And so I think that's what, that's what one of the bigger reasons why we're losing such, so many people today in a generation is because. It's, it's just that personal devotion is not there anymore like it was. Yeah. Because we have so many things to take its place. Yeah, that's right. You know, we, you know, TV, Facebook, games, you name it. Yeah. The devil has so many other options. Oh, yeah. That are, let's be honest, that seem more entertaining. Yeah. You know, I, my, we bought our son a uh, Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's into some Mario Kart. <laughs> so <laughs> I've gotten into it because of that. So to be honest with you, there's nights where we're doing our, you know, it's time for our family devotion. I'm like, let's just let's hit the Mario Kart one time, you know. <laughs> it's like let's let's do one one Grand Prix. Yeah, that's right. And then we'll uh then we'll read. But then we one Grand Prix leads into eight. And then it's like, all right, we'll we'll hit our devotions tomorrow. And man, that's and I don't want 
my family or my kids especially to see that inconsistency in me. Yeah. Um, not just do I want them to not see it, but I don't want it to be there. I don't want to have those right. inconsistencies. I want them, I want them to see that, okay, we're going to do our devotion every single night at yeah. our house. That's just what we do, you know? And so I want to, I want that to be important because if it gets in them, there's a good chance that they'll keep doing it yeah. later on. So, well, that's good. That's a good piece of advice for, a young man. I hope it helps somebody. It and uh, you know, I I just want to. I just want there to. I want people to see that thirty-one, thirty-two year old young men can live for God in this generation, and not only just live for him, but actually make a difference yeah. and stand and make a difference uh, in this generation. So, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate being here, man. And I'm, honestly thought about this for a while this is pretty it's cool. awesome man it's we're here cool. yeah. we're here we've been talking about it and so honestly i want to i want you're probably you know you'll probably be a regular on the show just no. just because okay and i think in the future you let her hair down a little bit and uh i want this podcast to be funny okay and entertaining not always so serious and you know i i would like for us to have a good time and entertain i want people to get a laugh yeah bible says mary heart doeth good like a medicine yeah i agree and i think that uh laughter and entertainment is good and there's a lot of it out there <laughs> the other way <laughs> and i think we could make some 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 good christian humor and I'm not talking about telling Christian jokes. Or, I'm talking about just people can see that they're that we're real people and yeah. that we do laugh. Right. You know? Just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we're dried up, yeah, straight laced old people. Yeah. You know? uh, so let's. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about our our memorabilia here. Oh man. National champs. It don't get any better uh, than being a dog fan. I mean, there's twice there is too. as nice yeah. as it says over there. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and I like this here. Practice what you post. <laughs> that's yeah, a good one. It's pretty good because we have so many people who are Facebook uh, saints. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They'll post a picture of them at sunrise with their Bible and their coffee and everything, but. Is that really you? Let's be honest. I don't know. Probably not. No, I'm at work before the sun rises. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so we got a, a old Grace Baptist Church sign that we um, accumulated. I remember when those were new, man. Yeah, it looks pretty old. So we had uh, uh, one of our young men uh, hunt that down for us and get that <laughs> for us. Uh, um Small little case knife collection that I've got going here. 1980s national champs from the Now that was long before I was ever born and long before I was ever a Georgia, I was a dog fan. So a lot of my people that are going to watch this are going to think, man, I thought you were a Mountaineers fan. And by the Mountaineers, I mean West Virginia. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. And lifelong, lifelong West Virginia Mountaineers fan I have been, but, um, I, when I moved to Georgia, I didn't really – I was still a Mountaineer fan for years. And so my wife 
several years ago. She's like, look, you're a Georgian now at this point. You've lived here for, you know, 10 years. And so uh, over 10 years. And so she's like, you got to choose. You've got to pick. And then especially when I became pastor just outside of Athens here, yeah, it's like you've got to choose, and you cannot choose Georgia Tech. No, obviously, I definitely for a number of reasons. <laughs> and so, <laughs> totally I'll, kidding. So Kinda. one day, uh, several years ago, about three year, about three year, I'd say three, maybe four years ago, before the season started, I did this on purpose because I didn't know what kind of year we were going to have. That's right. So before the season started, but so I was not accused of being a bandwagon uh, fan. Before the season started, I got on Facebook. I said, it's official. I have chosen the Georgia Bulldogs as my new college uh, football okay. team. Um, I will support them, and I will follow them. They are now my college team. Um, and then I wanted to do that before the season started. Not right. No, that way nobody yeah. can accuse. And, and I believe that year we had a terrible year. The year that I did that, and so, but since then we've had two great years, and yeah, last year I actually got champs. to be there at the national oh, championship game, man. which was a cool story. My first Georgia football game <laughs> ever attending was in Indianapolis uh, at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, from a lifelong Georgia fan that's lived through the heartache, man, <laughs> yeah. I, I envy you. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Eddie, which is your father-in-law, called me and said, essentially, get dressed, get your shoes We're on. Going. We're going to Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> that morning. And so we got in the car and drove straight to Indiana, drove straight to the stadium, stopped for gas one time, went in, watched the game, <laughs> rooted our boys on, and uh, Keely Ringo Caught the pick six and yeah, it was over. Incredible. And he ran it back. And so uh that that solidified my love for the Georgia. Yeah, Bulldogs. how could you not after that? Yeah. Jordan, big Jordan Davis. Yeah, that's like my little cousin, uh he just started getting into football. Yeah. You know, last year was his first year. And how old is he? Oh no, you asked me that. I don't I don't know for sure. Give 13, me a range. Okay. Teenager. Young 13, teenager. Yeah. Oh, okay. 13, 14, somewhere in there. Is this Trey? This is Trey. Trey. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he just got into football last year, but man, he's into it. I mean, he, yeah. he can tell you anything well, and everything. Bo. Pro, college. Well, we don't watch much NFL, but Bo is, that's my son, is so into Georgia football. And actually, this is when this is Brock Bauer's signature. Oh yeah, I forgot you got to do that too. So we got to go do that, and so um, we got Bo got a signature. I got one, and we actually got another. Reese got one too. Um, so what it is is uh, he just my son just fell in love with the dogs. That's yeah, you're raising him right, man. I'm glad and he has jumped off, and he knows all the players and. After the national championship game, when they pulled Stetson Bennett off the field, which is his favorite dog, <laughs> you know, we'll talk. We've talked about that, but I'm like, son, it's Brock Bowers, you know. Yeah, Darnell Washington, you know, Marcy, you know, 
anyway, he he just uh, he he loves Stetson, and so after the game, my son cried because it was it was Stetson's last game. Yeah, and he was sitting on the couch wiping tears for that. So man, he's what a, a way true, to go out. He's though. a true dog. I mean, you know, yeah, that's all he's ever known. Sixty-five to seven. It was yeah. It's a it's a slobber they right them. There. Yeah. And then so anyway, so we love the dogs and uh we're right here outside of Athens, probably twenty minutes, and we love deer hunting. We love to kill deer. We've never killed any of that caliber. <laughs> no, At least I won't. haven't. I'm uh, not patient enough. No, I'm you know, if it's brown it's down. That's right. I've Can't killed, eat the horns. I've killed them with, with milk on their mouth. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you know uh, with spots. Hey man, freezer was empty. You know what? Freezer was empty. You know, you like you said, you can't eat the antlers. <laughs> we do a little duck hunting. Uh have a duck lease out in Mississippi that we we try to go to a couple times a year. And so we support wildlife. <laughs> Uh, in the freezer management that's right management <laughs> yeah so uh a little about our church uh you could probably you probably you do know a lot more history behind our church than than i do um brother ed strickland uh born and raised in in south georgia uh, he'll be on our podcast one of these days. We'll get him on here. Oh, yeah, him. that'll be a fun And one. I want you to be here for that. That'll be a fun So one. that you and I can just get him going. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know Ed Strickland uh, out there in the universe, you'll get to know him. And it, it's a joy. It may go viral. It's a joy. One of his videos did go viral. Nuh-uh. Yeah, it's a TikTok video. I didn't even that, know about that. That his grandson, Cason, took of him watching a, the Georgia game. I want to say it was a national championship, but he was losing his mind. Man, they go crazy. And uh, it went viral on TikTok. I'm talking like, I don't know, maybe like a million views or something like that. It was nuts. And so we're going to have him on here one day. But anyway, he started the church about 25 years ago this year. And uh, he's your father-in-law's brother. Yeah, my uncle-in-law. Ed and Eddie. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is always entertaining to oh, people man, that don't yeah. know. That's right. Um, and Brother Ed is, uh, uh, he retired two years ago, stepped down as the, uh, senior pastor, became our pastor emeritus. And, uh, he has since in, embarked on his own ministry, uh, helping, helping young or maybe, maybe an older church planners. Yep. And he's doing a great job out there doing that. And, you know, those guys need some encouragement. And so he'll just go and, and spend some time with them, uh, yeah. spend a Sunday with them, just try to be a blessing to them. And, yeah. you know, as a pastor, if you don't, if you're a church planner of a small church or something like that, and we're small, I guess you could say, um, it'd be, it's good to just have someone there to just say, man, yeah, that's you right. know, just to, be a blessing, encouragement to you for a day. That's about all you can handle it, brother. Ed is a day. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he's he's something else. He is something for anybody man. that's seen that viral video. He's not putting on either. That's the that's real him. deal. I that's, mean, that's him, and uh, that's he's, how they are during the games. Yeah, and he's he's a blessing, man. He's uh, he's got a heart as big as the world. Loves people, cares about people, and uh, but anyway, he started the church and uh, started at. You know, he called me the other night. I was driving to our duck camp in Mississippi, 
and he talked to me for two hours, and I don't think he took a breath. Wow. Which was cool because he was giving me the whole history. I mean, he started back when we started at Timothy Road Elementary mm-hmm. School. Told me how that they didn't really want us there, kind of, you know, kind of made it sort of difficult, but the Lord just opened the doors for us to start there. And then they moved to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And then I want to say from there, we came here. I think so. Began building here. When when me and my family started coming here, we were already here. Okay. So I wasn't, I didn't get to be part of the, the school and the Seventh-day Adventist Church, but. Yeah. So I'll have him on to tell that story one yeah. day, but uh, it's a pretty good story. And so, um, we're here now and we, we're still, you know, the, uh, the recession hit in 2008, which we have a big gym, uh, that's in Sunday school index. It's not finished. It kind of got halted during that time. Right. And, uh, but we still have a lot of room in, you know, that we're here in the church. I mean, we're. The church building itself, to me, is a big church. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't grow up in a church this big. Um, you know, it's a good-sized church. Um, or at least I wasn't. the church that I was saved in was not this big. But right. uh, later on in life, I ended up at New Manor Baptist Church in Marion, and we uh, it's a pretty good-sized yeah, church. Yeah, it's a wonderful church. It's bigger than, you know. Yeah, it's pretty as good. Far as, as far as actual square footage. Yeah. But we have a good place, a good church, good yeah, people. Do. Uh had a good good day today and uh You're getting better. You're getting, getting better. more, good, it's growing. Yeah, it's growing. And so got a lot of good folks here. I don't know when this will air or go out, out on the line. Man. Is that is that right, Patrick? Is that proper to say on the line? Uh you guys can't see, <laughs> but we have a crew of guys that are helping us and uh that's Patrick Tomlin and and uh Neil. Yeah, Neil. Do you have a last name, Neil? We don't talk about it. Streetman. Is that it? Yeah, that's right. And can and can one of our young men that rides in on our buses. So they're back there running the sound and all that good stuff. And Honestly, instrumental in setting this whole thing up. I because mean, I know nothing of yeah, technology. I mean, they, they really do a great job around here anyway. Yep. They run all of our media stuff. So uh we're thankful for them. That's right. Because I could not pull this off without them. No. No. So, man, anyway, episode one. Episode one in the books. And so, um, if you listen to this podcast, we are going to put it out there. Just, and, uh, I, you know, I wanted to record one just to get work the kinks out and stuff, but we are going to put it out there as episode one. Yeah, we might as well. And so, pilot. You got to name it pilot. The pilot right? episode. Yeah. And so we'll, from there, we'll move on and, uh, have some more guests on here. And, uh, my next guest that I would like to, uh, he's in some pretty bad health right now, but is brother Don Richards. And I believe brother Don, if I was, if I remember correctly, uh, preached and pastored for over 60 years. Wow. Was in the ministry for over 60 years. And so I want to have him on to tell his story. And uh, his daughter, uh, Miss Debbie Hill, is our secretary here at the church. And Brother Benny leads our music and things like that. So uh, they're a big, influential part of our church. Yeah. And so uh, I want to have him on here. And there's some others that I'm going to be talking to. Uh, and so anyway, the podcast next time may be longer, maybe shorter, but 
I want to have a podcast where people can tune in and listen and uh, maybe fill their time with something better than just some of the garbage that's out there yeah, now. I agree. And get a blessing from hearing the story. Hopefully. Of Ricky Flowers. Wow. The one and only. <laughs> yeah. Thank God there's only yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, uh, that's it for our podcast today. You can find our podcast um, on Spotify, um, Apple, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast is what it's called. Yeah, that's it. And YouTube. It'll be on nice. YouTube. And uh, uh, so if you if you see it and you like it, share it. Yeah. And uh, let somebody know about it, and hopefully they can get a blessing and some yeah. help. All See right. This thing goes. All right. This is the Church Members Podcast. I'm Pastor Jesse Bragg, the host, the host of the Church Members Podcast. So check us out, share it, like it, share it, subscribe, all that good stuff. All right. Love you guys. <laughs>